Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia. Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping their wings on we got time for a couple more so we'll go to um Bo and then jamie and then Nick. good bro all right let's go to jamie first then can you hear me oh good now you're good now you can't hear me yes yes you can we can oh, sorry um uh, doug i'm curious uh a bit of a wistful intro to this episode of burns with friends hello everybody and welcome to the second consecutive evening record on youtube of birds with friends bo wolf sheila Capadia, zach berman and marissa morris with her gigantic mug here to bring you an emergency podcast following the eagles moving on parting ways amicably at least as they say with doug peterson the man who delivered the first super bowl in franchise history is no longer the head coach of the philadelphia eagles jeffrey lurie saying that it's time to move on. He didn't believe in the uh, future that Doug Peterson presented the plan. And so now it is time for a rebuild. It is time for Howie Roseman to get to hire his third head coach. It's time for the Eagles to talk about some of the assets they've got. It's time to ask Shil Kapadia how he's doing. Well, I'm I'm glad we got this in uh, on time because we, uh, your final question to Jeffrey Lurie, I thought he might still be answering that bad boy here leading up to a kickoff in the national Great championship game. Babe. Uh, I mean, he really took that as a uh, as a chance to speak to the world about, uh, you know, come coach the Philadelphia Eagles, the greatest job in America. And so uh, it was a wild day. You know, we we were here last night. These are back to back live pods. I, we all said at the time we felt like this was heading in a certain direction. I don't know that I thought it would happen uh, this quickly and that we would talk to the owner for a half hour or however long it was. So a new era all of a sudden. I mean, months of speculation about what might happen, what could happen, what we think should happen. And now at least a little bit of, uh, of resolution here. I know that has to make Zach Berman just very excited for a, an, an exciting offseason. Sure. I mean, I, I don't want to say I'm excited that someone lost his job, right? Like that, there's, there's no enjoyment you take out of that. But uh, as, as far as interest from readers, as far as like storylines, uh, yeah, these next few months are, are going to be fascinating. And going into next season, as opposed to it being uh, somewhat stale, which I, I think there was the possibility of that happening if they were going to run it back with the same coaching staff, the same core of players, uh, then I, 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 th I think uh, this at, at least provides uh, a different 
juice around the team. A, a, a different, it's it's a sense of, of renewal. And I'm very curious to see which direction they go. So obviously we've got a lot to talk about. We uh, were all on Jeffrey Lurie's uh, Zoom video conference call today. Uh, all three of us got a question in. Unfortunately, Jimmy Kempsey getting uh, just getting the cold shoulder. Felt uh, felt a little bad for him. But, oh, uh, I shouldn't have stole. See, I always want to tell them. Yeah. Like, you, you, know, you I don't drop steal in. One. Yeah. I don't listen. I don't tell them to call on me. No, I would prefer that they would call on the people who are there uh, every day. But like, I don't know. Can you I? You got to put your hand up too. Them? You know. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's not you your fault. Your yeah. uh, yeah, it's, listen, that's on them. That's not on me. They should have got got to Jimmy Kemp. That's exactly what uh, I think Jeffrey Leary would say about Howie Roseman. It's on everybody should've else. Skip Joe. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought they were going to. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we've got a lot to talk about, obviously, because uh, as much as I think you can sell that this is uh, you know a renewal and there is maybe some juice um, around this team, uh, I thought that today's uh, talking points from Jeffrey Lurie we're pretty underwhelming and uh, we can sort of hmm. go through the the topics. But if I was an Eagles fan watching that, I would say that I feel less confident about the future of the franchise than I did yesterday. Now, I, I had a different read than, than uh, you did. And again, I'm, I'm not putting every answer together, right? Like I can understand why the Howie Roseman answers, uh, it would not convince people. But I, I thought Jeffrey actually showed uh, a, a sense of awareness about where they are right now. And really, that seemed to be the crux of the issue here, was that he said, like, they they need to retool. They're thinking two, three years out. Doug Peterson's nature was to think about, you know, this season. And I know that that doesn't get exciting for fans to say rebuild, rebuild, rebuild. But it does seem like, from Jeffrey Lurie's perspective, organizationally, they do need to take a step back. They need to divorce themselves from uh, this core, and they need more picks. They need they need better picks, obviously. Uh, but I I thought that was the big takeaway that he viewed this as as close to a rebuilding job as you can have in the NFL. But but this it, is, it's the NFL. This nuts. is not the N- this is not the NBA. Sure. You know, and so I, I know that was obviously his talking point coming in. And they don't have an avenue to to like this grand future that he was talking about. You know, they don't have flexibility. They can't just, you know, add a bunch of young players. They don't have a bunch of assets to get uh draft picks. I mean, Carson Wentz might be one of those, but like, is that, I, I mean, you know, this isn't like a three-year plan. You know, certainly you would say, all right, by 2022, 20, uh, we're right back in there competing for the NFC East. And look at the NFC East. I mean, they could win the NFC East next year. So I had a hard time really, you know, totally buying that explanation. You know, mm-hmm. he did use words like transition and retooling, yeah. which I thought was interesting because Assets. you usually would not would not hear. Uh, exactly. I feel like you don't hear him talk, talk like that. Um so I don't know if that was a strategy or what they actually think, because it's just year after year. We have to get younger. We have to do this. And I, I thought, uh, you know, the number one takeaway for me, and I know one that uh, our our viewers would probably want to get to, is the Howie Roseman stuff. I mean, this is, uh, you know, I'll, so I'll, I'll throw out a few theories here. You guys let me know what you think about those and whether you have another one. But let, me quickly, let the, me quickly say before you yeah. get to the theories on this topic, just you said it. This, this, we need to get younger. We need to get younger. 
uh, we need to divorce from the Super Bowl core it's talking point. It drives me insane because they've been saying it for four years. As I wrote last week, they say it every offseason. We have been saying it. And the reason they are in such bad shape now is because they haven't been listening and following through on their own talking points. So, you know, why why is it that and, and we can get to the Howie Roseman thing, but why is it that the uh, infrastructure that allowed this to happen every year to continue pushing the bill down the road gets to now do the rebuild. It doesn't make well, any uh, sense and it's infuriating. Yeah, but 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 I think that's separate as, as far as who gets to do it is separate from the owner acknowledging it and, uh, and, and, and to the point that it seemed to be the central issue, right? Like oftentimes when a coach is dismissed, you hear them say in so many words that, we are a better team than the way, you know, they performed, you know, that, that they underperformed. We need a, a different voice yeah. here. You very seldom hear an owner come out and say, this coach wants to win and yeah. we need to take a step it's back. True. Right. So, so that's why my takeaway was, was this, this uh, sense of awareness that you don't usually see in these situations. It runs so counter to every like talking point. Tell them that we go and, and, and try to win it every year and and that kind of thing. This was saying the opposite. This was saying we need someone who's not thinking about his survival next year. We need someone who's thinking about two, three years down the line. And you do wonder how much of that is just the messaging of trying to Maybe so. you know make it sound like they still love Doug. Um, and they part on, on good ways. But sorry, but, I cut you off but, this year. But, but I'll, I'll just jump in there. The the premise that that Jeffrey described would be accurate, that next season would be all about Doug's job performance, right? Like, is Doug going to keep his job? Uh, and, and and that would hover over, a se- or hover over a season that they viewed as a transition year. And Doug's clearly not viewing that as a transition year. And, Je- and Jeffrey Im- Im- implied that in Doug's decisions, though those were going to factor into them. Uh, I mean, the other thing with this too is that you know they act like they know when the window is or when the great year is going to come. I mean, haven't they learned they don't know that? I was in 2017. People inside the building thought you know they thought eight, eight or nine wins was going to be a. Uh, a, a nice a year in the right direction. I don't know if any of them ever said that on, on the record, but you know uh, that that is what their thought was. And then they go. Oh, they said that on the record. Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey said they that did on the say that on the record. Okay. That, yeah. That, so. that, that, yeah. This is year two of of this, okay. this process. Yeah. Right. So you don't like you don't know when mm-hmm. it's all going to happen. You don't know when you're going to get that great injury luck. You don't know when you're going to get this this great turnover luck. You don't know when the division's going to be as bad as it was this year. I mean, can you imagine if they had a solid team this year? Uh, they could have been competing for the number one seed. And then all yeah. of a sudden you got this huge edge on the competition and you might not be a great team. But guess what? You have this big edge. So, uh, you know, some of that. They they talk so much about windows, and we thought this was our window, and that was mm-hmm. our window, and that's why we did it. And now we don't have a window, and now the window's closed. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't just just do your best to build the best team that gives you a chance to win, and get the right people, and go from and you know go from there, and then see what happens. Like, you don't need to be uh, obviously you need to do long term planning and salary cap and all that. But sometimes I don't know if they get carried away with it, or these are just uh, talking points here, and so. I think that's very well said. There were many, you know, I know number one here on my list. I had a Howie Roseman question. I, I didn't get to it because, you know, other people had already asked it. Zach let off the press conference with a, with a very good Howie Roseman question. Somebody else followed it up. I mean, this is, you know, we hear the 
viewers and the readers and the fans and then just from doing our own like this is what people want to know about is is how does he sort of skirt responsibility for three years of mediocre play when you look at the state of the roster and it was alarming I mean it was alarming the way Jeffrey Lurie answered those questions it wasn't uh you know how he has made some mistakes we've talked about it uh, I've held him accountable we feel like we have better processes in place that you know these types of things like he wouldn't even name him by name, basically. I mean, he was saying football operations. But he named a bunch and, of other future general managers. He said we got five general managers in the building right now. And so uh, there was nothing in that press conference that said, like, you know, Jeffrey Lurie views any of this as an issue, as a Howie Roseman problem. Yep. I, I mean, I don't, That's there's true. no other way to say it. Were he you surprised? View- I guess, do you think he was yeah. surprised by by how big a part of that press conference Howie was? No, no. I don't okay. think so. You think he expected I mean, he that. shouldn't have been. If yeah, he was surprised I, I, by that, then that would be a terrible job by everybody getting him prepared for the press conference. Okay. All right, so here are, here are some theories, okay. and I want to know what you think about these and whether uh, they're, they're – I just like thought about these you know, 20 seconds ago, so there very well could be one that I didn't think of. So theory number one is that uh, – Jeffrey Lurie stands up for Howie Roseman because Howie Roseman takes the owner's input. You know, he's not Mm -hmm. a GM that says, I'm a football guy. You are the owner. Stay out of this. He is a general manager that says, hey, Jeffrey, you know, what do you think about this? Uh, You know, what do you think about this player? You think we should do this? That kind of thing. And it is sort of this collaborative, owner-inclusive type process. And so... Lurie likes that. I mean, he grew up a sports fan. Like he didn't, he, he, you know, he, he like became an owner because he thinks this is really fun, yeah. which, you know, more power to him. You know, yeah. that's great. I, I think know. it would be really it's fun bad too. for the fans. But if I was an owner, like you better believe yeah, I'm not I'm knocking be, him. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Be I'd be in there. Here's my draft board. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's theory number one. And that's why how he's stuck around so long. And that's why he's not going to throw him under the bus because maybe he's saying, well, I've been part of some of these decisions too. And so I'm not just going to rip Howie for it. So that's Mm -hmm. theory number one. Uh, Theory number two is Howie hasn't been that bad. And he's got the notes and he's looked at the decisions and Howie has been on this side. But I think this one, you know, I think this is a really lame explanation because Howie has to take the information to make the decision. But you know what I'm saying? Maybe, you know, he was in a draft room, let's say, where Howie said, I really want Justin Jefferson, but three other people said we want Jalen Rager and how he said, all right, you know, this is a team environment collaborative. We're going with Jalen Rager again. I do not believe this, but that is something that potentially could be uh, copious, not copious, voluminous, right? Voluminous, a voluminous notes yep. type thing. Bless you, Marissa. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> number three. I don't know what this is. I, I started writing and I didn't get anything down. He doesn't think, and then I just have nothing there. He doesn't think. Uh, That's a, that is yeah. a, that is a, yeah. a possible yeah. explanation. Yeah, so I don't know what that was. All right, two, two theories. This, this is what happens uh, when you got to do these impromptu yeah. pots. I know. We didn't even have a chance to like All write right. down anyway, the quotes. That's a long way I of think, saying why do you think he approached I it I think the way? most likely explanation is that, you know, Howie is an extension of Jeffrey. Um and that doesn't mean that, you know, they're going by Jeffrey's board, but it means that he has input, you know, how he, how he understands that he answers to Jeffrey. He doesn't answer to the fans. And so, you know, his job is to manage his relationship with Jeffrey. And obviously we have seen him outmaneuver two head coaches. Now we've seen him outmaneuver 
Jeffrey Lurie's childhood best friend in Joe Banner and oust him from the organization. You know, we can we can say that Howie Roseman's not uh, good at, you know, making the ultimate decision in the draft more often than not. But you can't say he's not good at being Jeffrey Lurie's general manager because he's been fantastic at it because Jeffrey Lurie, not only has he kept him around, but he he speaks so highly of him. So, yeah, I think I think the read is that, um, you know, Howie Roseman's job is more about managing Jeffrey necessarily than than any of us are willing to admit or uh, want to admit. I think that it's 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 not just one thing, right? Like we try to put it in a, in a neat box and sure. give an explanation. A new, bring a little um, nuance, the nuance yeah. goose. Uh, no, I, I I think both factors that 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 uh, Shiel mentioned are applicable here, and that and that you just touched on both. First off, uh, there is that relationship, right? Like like I remember is, what my third one is. <laughs> I'll add it after you. Yeah, done. Um, Sorry. I just yeah. The second that. part, and, and I I wrote about this on on, on New Year's Day in a Howie column. That the the uh, the view on the out now now how he should be held responsible for every decision because he has final say, but Jeffrey has more insight into what goes on into what factors into those decisions than the general public does. For instance, if they took J.J. Ortega Whiteside, if they didn't take D.K. Metcalf because the medical staff gave him a failing grade, or if the coaching staff said we want Jalen Rager for our offense over Justin Jefferson, right? Now, in, in those decisions, Howie Roseman should be held responsible because it's his finger on the button. But Jeffrey Lurie has a level of insight that goes beyond what those, on, uh, what, what those outside the room know. I, th- I, I think the third thing, and, and we've discussed it on, on this pod, and I, I know you guys have kind of rolled your eyes at it, but I, I, I do think it's, it's the case that Jeffrey views that job differently than, than we view that job. Uh, or, or than a lot of people view that job. He doesn't view the general manager job just sitting there picking players. And he alluded to it today in terms of what he oversees and in terms of the talent that he brings in and in terms of the different facets. Now, we can argue about the execution and the state of the football, of the, of the football operations department, whether it is as, as, uh, as impressive as, as, as Jeffrey thinks. And I, I, I would say in recent years, it has not been. But I do think that um, there's a lot of components to that job that Howie uh, does well behind the scenes or at, at least satisfies Jeffrey behind the scenes in terms of uh, thinking differently, being innovative, trying to acquire di- or, or hire different types of people, different types of perspectives. Um, he's, he's not close-minded to those things. So uh, we can say all that matters is who you pick at, at 21 and and the wins and the losses and it, your sports science department and your analytics department, all they're meant to do is is, is is to give you more wins than losses, right? They're supposed to in, in, improve your chances of, of winning. but uh, and, and, and that did not happen this year. But I, I do think Jeffrey views that job differently than we generally view it. But I, I view it like that. I mean, I yes. agree with you. I, I I think you can view it like that, and like you said, still come to the same conclusions. Sure. I mean, I, we've, we've again, been over this. I think terrible that's an cap- even worse read on him than just yeah. the individual picks. Yeah, they're in terrible cap space. The medical staff gets turned over uh, every year. Um, you know, I don't know how much they're listening to the analytics folks with some of these 
decisions. Maybe there's information that I don't know about, but there's certainly also stuff we can point to and say, well, that doesn't sound like an analytically uh, sound decision. And that could be something as simple as, you know, re-signing some of these players who are old and looking at the history there. And so even if you're looking at Howie, and I think you're right, I think that is how he views him. And I think that's another reason why he likes him. This isn't just old school scout player picker type personnel, you know, roster, uh, roster manager type general manager. This is sort of right-hand man in a Joe Bannerish type role. He understands the cap. He understands personnel. He works with our coaches. He sets the course for the franchise, but the course of the franchise is bad right now. And so I would agree with Bo that that would make it even worse. I mean, you can really, a lot of the personnel evaluations, you can kind of say maybe it could just be a run of sure. bad luck. I mean, I wouldn't say that, but certainly no, with like no, draft picks and stuff. So- yeah. yeah, you know, draft picks and stuff, you could certainly say that. But um, anyway, so the last thing, the, the, the last theory was this. It is that this team is in such a mess cap space wise going into next year. They don't have a lot of flexibility that Jeffrey Lurie saying, uh, I'm not happy with the job Harry Roseman's done, but you know what? He rebuilt it in 2016. This is a strength, as Zach has written about and talked about before, is to kind of get you out of this phase, you know? All right, acquire some assets. Let's get rid of the bad contracts. Let's set ourselves up for 2022. And, um, you know, I don't know if it's exactly like the Chip Kelly thing where it was like, all right, I'm just going to, you know, give him all the personnel power and see what happens. But could it just be a... One, you know, one year here, we'll let him do some of this stuff. I'm overseeing it anyway. We're not going to do anything crazy. Um, but this is actually a year where he can be an asset. And then next year, I'm going to go in a different direction. Well, and even I, and I think you know, if you are going to read it that way, and it's, it's sort of a, a, you know, a bit of a Machiavellian thing from Jeffrey, um, it is important because you are setting you if the incentives for a, a general manager who knows that he's in hot water are to you know forfeit the future in in uh, in search of short-term goals and short-term wins. And so, if you let on that you're not super happy with what Howie has done, then all of a sudden Howie is incentivized to uh, not build for the future and and commit to this. Uh, long-term rebuild that Jeffrey Lurie wants to. So it is true that if that is Jeffrey Lurie's read, this would be the right thing to do is to profess total confidence in Howie Roseman. But I just Because he was like so over the top with it. I mean, there was so, not even a hint of criticism. It's That's true. why I thought, oh, it's a little weird. It's possible, but given some of the... And there was the... pushback too, by the way, which which also surprised me. Like like when the the draft picks were brought up specifically to him, there was pushbacks. Like, have you yeah, studied like, all the other teams? Like, and they, I thought that was really bad. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Like, I part of the job is is knowing who's going to go ahead of you. That's not a good. Exactly. That's not a good example. <laughs> like, give me a break. I, like, I, oh, well, yeah. uh, oh, good. We like to. We like C D Lamb. Okay, like. Yeah, I've never. Uh, Bo, you might want to get a, get a little uh, earnest read ready there, mm-hmm. but I'll say this before you. Uh, do that is that I have never, I don't want to act like I'm, you know, a 40 year vet, but have you ever heard an explanation for a bad draft as, well, the guys we really liked got picked? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. just imagine if someone said that in your fantasy. Actually, draft. once before, <laughs> once before, when the Eagles drafted Marcus Smith. 
Okay. Oh, yeah, oh, that's, well, true. Same, that's true. Same organization, but yeah, yeah that is the name of the game. There are, like, you're if you have the right. 11th pick, you have to have 11 players ready because you may like 10, but all 10 of those might go uh, ahead of you. And, and he was harping on that multiple times. I thought I found that. I thought that was the strange. worst answer. And it's it's like, it's spot on that, that, that well, yeah, of, of, of course you should be able to evaluate like the 16th, 17th, 18th, and 19th player better than the yeah. 21st player, right? Like right. that's, we that's thought not... Joe Burrow was going to be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, <you know>? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's like me saying like, I, I really like the Chiefs this year, right? Like, you know, it's, it's yeah, of course you should pick that, right? So I, I have, I'm with you there. That was the worst answer of the press conference. Yeah. I thought his defense of Howie uh, was, was weaker than I expected. Um, and uh, and I, I thought the other parts were were better than you're giving it credit for. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. We've got some breaking news on the chat. What? Apparently, Bill Belichick will not be accepting the Presidential Medal of Freedom. The absolute bare minimum that he can do, but... At least he doesn't have to get kicked out of the league. All right. So some other things. Do you have specific topics or can I just run through my notes? Because I thought there were some funny moments in here also. I like it when you, it's it's good. You can take it. You like it when I just notes. All right. Uh, Okay. He said it was, he did not, he said Doug Peterson did not deserve to be let go. This is not about deserve. Doug Peterson does not deserve to be let go. It's about the future. It's about finding the best plan forward for the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, I thought this was funny. Uh, So he said, you know, he was talking about the mistakes they've made over the past few years. And he said, you know, they've made some strategic mistakes. Mostly, we're all in the vein of bringing the band back together and finding a short-term edge. And so then he was recalling how those seasons went. (laughs) And he goes, well, you know, we were one Alshon reception away. I want to put it on one guy, and then he just, (laughs) just like tosses Alshon off the top of a building. Just that's Zach, my pet yeah, I know this. The yeah, floor. Zach hates this. That's Zach, my pet peeve. Yeah, they weren't going to win. Like, there's no guarantee they win that game, right? They, they would still have 
<laughs> I guess they would still need to score a touchdown, <laughs> and then they would need to stop Drew Brees from coming down the field, right? So, uh, so yeah. it's it's not as if they were all of a sudden in the championship game if Alshon catches that pass. This this wasn't a game winning shot that went out. They uh, uh, this was this was a play like what twenty yards from the end zone. So yeah, I I don't there buy are, that whatsoever. I've said it before. There are there are always you know moments in the Jeff Lurie press conferences where he mentions some individual by name that sort of catches yeah. you off guard. My favorite, of course, is the, the yeah, yeah. Jaquiz Rogers yeah. all the way back in the, in the dream team here. My but it's funny. And there were two there were two moments in this press conference that were like that. One I was the, the Alshon, yeah. and the other one was... <laughs> this is the best part of the press conference. This was the best. This was amazing. This was the, the best part of the press Shiel, conference. Shiel, you take it over, right? I'm when, sure this is in your notes. Oh, yeah, you can do it if you or, want. Uh, yeah, this was yeah, the best part of the press conference. Or, or Bo, do you want it? Sure. I mean, he's reflecting on always having a backup plan for your coaches. Uh, when I asked him if he, if they were like, you know, monitoring the candidates in uh, while deciding. Oh, that's about not what Doug. I was thinking of. Okay. Oh, this isn't mine. Yeah, this yeah. isn't mine. Yeah. Oh, and he, okay. says, oh, he says, we always have a backup plan. And, and then he references when they lost Frank Reich. And he says, oh, oh yeah. You know, like, you know, who thought that we were going to lose Frank Reich when, when Josh backed out of that job? Oh, he no, gives okay. Josh McDaniels <laughs> a first name basis. That's the, that was your takeaway. Yes. I think you and I are on the same wavelength here. That is I, yeah. I, I, I think, All right. All right. All right so I think I got the moment, I, Hopefully right, I missed it. Uh, I'm take, excited you to, take to hear what I missed. All right. Yeah. I'll read you my <laughs> notes I wrote, uh, okay. I wrote yeah. down. Because okay. uh, this I'm was excited. one of the all-time moments I've heard. Nate Sudfeld. Yes. Dash. Unstoppable. Best long ball on roster. OMG. Those are those were my. How about uh, this? How yes. about a a, a Give Dallas some game? Give some yeah, context. no. So, he set the record. So he was asked about uh, the the week seventeen game. If that factored into it, all right. And my old colleague Mike Garofolo, now at the NFL Network, asked asked that question. That's a huge <laughs> national topic, obviously. And 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 first off, Jeffrey made it seem as if like. He was detached from this decision. He's like, I heard something about how Doug wanted to give Nate Sudfeld an opportunity, <laughs> right. you know, as, as if like he found yeah. out on TV when yeah. everyone else did. As if, as, right, if that, as if Troy, yeah. you know, told exactly. him around the building, yeah. hey, yeah. by so the way, did the you hear? Thing. Yeah, and and then he was talking about the investment that they've made in Nate Sudfeld over three years, starting with him being the backup in, uh, in the Super Bowl. But you have to remember, week 17 that year, he had the best completion percentage to start a career of any quarterback ever, right? <laughs> he said he so, was. Unbelievable. And now, and, yeah, now that is he, accurate. Nate Sudfeld. Yeah, like, that is accurate. Said, but all the yeah, passes got, I just pulled yards. up the you box score. So, no, he yeah. literally said yeah. he was unstoppable. Okay. This was a good. This they lost six nothing. That was right? the part yeah. I didn't yeah. realize <laughs> until after I. Yes, that they lost. Yeah, the game I remember that game very well. Yeah. He was nineteen for twenty-three, unstoppable. Threw for hundred and thirty-four yards, <laughs> and was sacked three times. Yes. Uh, so yes. that that was incredible. Again, talking about him like he's like the you know yeah. the manager. And then he the talked about, team. and then he he talked about how they gave him the restricted free Millions. agent tender. Yeah, he uh, knew how much they paid him. Second round tender, yeah. which which yeah yeah which was accurate. And then he was talking about how their plan was 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 to play him in the preseason so much last year, and then he he uh, he broke his wrist. Yeah. But they still signed Josh McCown, right? Like yeah. like they I mean, still they, signed they have, Josh McCown. They have and given us indication at every point that they don't believe and, in. Nick yeah. Sudfeld, they still gave him two million dollars. So uh, so I I 
I understand there. That seemed to me deliberate to to suggest that they weren't tanking. Um, that that this that this was a a plan to get Nate Sudfeld, but that was a little overboard. And Nate Sudfeld has never been talked of more in his life than that answer there. Yeah. Some uh, okay. some celebrity appearances in the chat, it looks like. We've got the Pennsylvania Sports Writer of the Year. Oh, Matt Gelb. Oh. Matt Gelb oh. dropping in and saying, uh, who would go first in a citywide draft of most dysfunctional franchise? Oh, I like this. And then we've got Dan McQuaid saying it's got to oh. be the Phillies. So all the heavy hitters are out to play on the YouTube comments. Would you agree today. with that? Yeah, I, th- I think you would have yeah. to say the Phillies. I think I probably yeah. would, yeah. I mean, the Eagles, if the Eagles were not three years removed from, from a Super Bowl and we were just like, all right, what's going on right now? I think they're definitely right there. But, uh, I mean, due respect here, like the Sixers had a uh, – I mean, first off, they had a, a GM get fired because uh, yeah, his wife started a burner account. Like six account, months right? ago, maybe, they had, the Sixers. Yeah. yeah, they had – yeah, I mean, they're stabilizing now with, yeah. with Maury and Rivers. But but when you look at, like, the, 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 the string of weird things that happened That's to that true. organization, right, just, just look at their first-round picks. I don't think there's anything – in the city more dysfunctional. Yeah, I mean the there. Phillies the Phillies have been waiting all offseason. They see the Mets trading for uh Francisco Lindor and then they make their first move and they they trade for relief pitcher the Q Shaman. Yeah, but that's not dysfunction. I mean that's that's, that's just it's not a great message to send. <laughs> right. uh, I mean I, I I think dysfunction is 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 a burner account yeah, saying true. that the previous GM screwed up. Uh, yeah. So that's Okay, a few other things here that stood out to me. Uh, so, again, he said that basically he said the reason for firing Doug is because they're going to go into this sort of, I don't know, he, he said transition period, but sounded like kind of a soft rebuild. And Doug, uh, I don't know, I guess Doug couldn't handle like one year of, you know, maybe not winning a Super Bowl. I don't know. It didn't make a lot of sense, but that's how he termed it, termed it in terms of they're not going to maximize 2021. But then he said that, you know, Oh, I I read that differently oh, okay. than you did, by the way. How did you read it? Yeah, and and we mentioned it before that that Doug would have this survival instinct oh, next okay. year, like that his his job would be on the line. He he can't make these short term decisions if his job's on. Oh, I'm sorry, he can't make these long term decisions. And everything he was doing with his coaching staff and with his idea. But what does that even mean? What does that even like mean, though? I, like what playing older guys? Like, I don't even know what that means. I mean, I mean I, you I, give the coach the players and the coach coaches them. He's not making the personnel decisions or the setting the course of the franchise. I mean, I think a big part of all those veterans playing this year was yeah. also Doug. Like, Doug's very loyal right. to his they, guys. They were giving him the old he, guys. Yes, don't give him. Yeah, list. that's true. Yeah. But, they, yeah, it's like an organizational thing. Don't give him Jason Peters where he's going to play Jason Peters. You know? True. Like, um, true. But, but he yeah. might want that, right? Uh, you know, he, he, he wanted Sproles back. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. What what's the what's the date? What's the over under on the date when the Eagles re-sign Jason Peters? May have already <laughs> happened. Uh, yeah, or he's head coach. the head coach. Head coach outside Peters. the box, right? He's gonna walk into yeah. He walks never into does Doug's a press office. conference. He's yes. gonna walk into Jeffrey's office and say, <laughs> yeah. "I'm the head coach now." now exactly. He's he's gonna make his uh, take his center do what I'll do every press conference. Jeffrey said, organ- yeah. other teams are raiding their organization and their front office because they're just." breeding talent left and right. How long was Andrew Barry a member of the Philadelphia Eagles? Yes. Okay. Less than a okay. calendar year. Andrew Barry yeah, had that, been a- That's been a talking point now. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm no, sorry, he had been in other you. organizations, was respected. He went back to an organization he had already worked for. I don't think they I don't I don't think they were like, we hated this guy a year ago, but holy cow. He's got this shine did now. you see what he did yeah. with the Eagles there? And Joe Douglas was with the Ravens. There, you know, they are the an organization that you know, teams do try to sort of uh, or respect their front office. So uh, I just thought that was so overblown. And five GMs in the building? Well, be keeping tabs on that over how'd the you years. Like how would you, how would you like to be like the net, like the sixth person in line who Jeffrey yeah. didn't mention? Like what a, what a shot across All the right, bat. So, uh, well, you know what? This is a big thing we probably didn't get to yet. Uh, I, I did not get the sense that Jeffrey thinks Carson Wentz is going to be back on this roster. <laughs> Yeah, if, an asset. If, if you were watching, if you're Carson Wentz and oh, you're watching yeah. this press conference, you are not sell, thinking, sell the house. you know, I'm doubling down on my property in, in uh, you know, the Philadelphia area. He's being called an asset. Yeah, I mean, I, and, think, that, I think that was partly deliberate, though. Um, I think he, he, he took it maybe a, a little too far, but I think he wants to fight against the notion that they're forcing Carson on the, on the well, next coach, that's right? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but you know he, I, I thought he's he's right. The owner shouldn't make that decision. You know when 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 Tim asked him directly, is Carson gonna be on the team in twenty twenty one? Like that's that's the right answer. You know that's you know that's up to the head coach, the GM. That's, that's was, not, that was that's the right answer. Decision. Well, yeah. kind of. Um, uh, but I mean, of uh, course, he's gonna have input but, about but, whether Wentz yeah. is the quarterback. What are you talking sure. about? I mean, it's 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 his thirty three <laughs> yeah. million. That's that's uh, yeah. But uh, but that being said. Um, uh, referring to the two young quarterbacks as assets, right? You know, uh, that's that was an interesting answer. And it was not, and it was not uh, the he doubled down and said, like, the message is not, you know, we've got two starting caliber quarterbacks that we can win with. It was, yeah. we've got two quarterback assets. The coach yeah. can make the decision, and exactly. then we've got another asset that we can use to like leverage for tr- yep. or trade value. So, which I, I mean. I, I mean, guess, don't roll I out guess a hurt it, we don't we don't know that these guys we don't think that these guys play well together so i guess that makes sense but so how do you coming and, out and saying this was, it is pretty ballsy and, well and 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 that was something howie Different always kind of kept in his back pocket last year was uh was that hurts would would have value down the line for them and and we kind of questioned are you going to get more than a second are you going to get more than than what you paid for him um and i i don't know the answer to that but uh it's if if they decide if the next coach wants uh, Carson Wentz, it's certainly not out of the question that Jalen Hurts is shot. Yeah, I, I think a lot will come down to who the next head coach is. You know, if you have a head coach who comes in and says you can't trade Carson Wentz, this guy's unbelievable. I, I think we talked about this yesterday, but uh, this guy's unbelievable. I want to coach him. We can get this thing right. Uh, that's in the best interest of the organization is to. Have that happen, given the financial finances that are at stake here. And so that is a possibility. But, man, it, it definitely is still a possibility. I, I don't think this means, you know, I, I thought there was a take out there that the Eagles are now choosing Carson Wentz over Doug Peterson. I don't think that's my takeaway at all. I, I think they very well could still trade Carson Wentz, explore Carson Wentz trades, whatever you want to say, uh, you know, regardless of who that head coach is. So I'll read you these, uh, the statement from Bill Belichick. And then, uh, Zeb- and then was... Zeberm read us uh, some uh, coffee. Yeah. Recently, I was offered the opportunity to receive the Presidential Medal of Freedom, Flex, which I was flattered by out of respect for what the honor represents and admiration for prior recipients. Subsequently, the tragic events of last week occurred, and the decision has been made not to move forward with the award. 
worth mentioning he's a two space after the period guy, so another mark against him. Above all, I am an American citizen with great reverence for our nation's values, freedom, and democracy. I know I also represent my family and the New England Patriots team. One of the most rewarding things in my professional career took place in 2020 when, through the great leadership within our team, conversations about social justice, equality, and human rights moved to the forefront and became actions. What does that mean? How much longer we got? We got a football game starting. Continuing those efforts while remaining true to the people, team, and country I love outweigh the benefits of any individual award. So Bill Belichick has solved racism, and he is uh, not going to go to the White House. I guess I should probably give another note, Zach, before you get into, you know, (laughs) this is our first time. This episode is brought to you by. This is our first time reading, especially it's a new sponsor. I think Marissa, is that the right read by me that we should maybe leave a little space there? Okay. Uh, You know, I I don't need them to keep quoting their accomplishments. Belichick didn't see this coming the whole time when he was writing letters to Trump four years ago. Give me a break. This goes back to our Howie Roseman discussion. You know, I, I don't need them to keep quoting their accomplishments. I mean, even when, when uh, Lurie answered Bo's question at the end, you know, he's like, a coach should look at how many division titles have you won? I'm like, what? He said, I think he said we won a quarter of the division titles during my time. Yeah. You play in a four team division. That's like, <laughs> no, no, I think he said. That's exactly average. I thought he said they got to the championship game a certain amount. Of, wasn't, that, wasn't that what it was? I thought that's what it was. I don't know. We would have to go back and listen. But I'm just like, you know, you don't need to keep telling me about these sort of, you know, average, mediocre uh, accomplishments. And then uh, after these ad reads, I think we got to talk about, we probably should have gotten to this earlier, the Deuce, you know, Deuce Daily. So, Okay, before we get to Deuce, because I think we want to maybe talk about the candidates at the end, um, let me me ask you this, Sheil, Mr. National. Compare this job opening to the other job openings. You, let's say you are the prize of the market. You are the best candidate out there, or at least give you've me got a, a one by one. Options. I'll give you like a, that's what I'll I'm give you like 15 seconds on each. Okay, so I think I think this one is the best opening there is. Would you rather have the Eagles job or the Chargers job? I would rather have the Chargers job. You have a franchise quarterback. You have a uh, GM in place who's actually made some, you know, d- done some good stuff in the draft. I don't know that he's elite in terms of roster building. I feel like you can actually really compete to go far in the playoffs over the next two to three years. If you just build around that passing game, invest in the offensive line, I would rather have the Chargers job. Okay. Next up, would you rather have the Eagles job or let's say that you are an odious head coach with a wife with very, very troubling politics. Would you rather have the Eagles job or the Jacksonville Jaguars job? I have like no idea what you're, what you're even. I think he, I know. Let's say you've been an apologist for domestic abusers on your staff and had. Uh, okay. Wait, let know, me ask you this. College players. So for, so for these jobs, if they have a GM opening, am I being hired before the GM? Great question. Yeah, good question. Uh, I think you would have to say yes because that's going to be an advantage. Yes, that's right. most likely. Yeah, you're getting off this job case. right now, okay. so it's 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 this, it's what's in place right now. I would rather have the Jaguars job. I've got cap space. I've got the top pick. 
in the draft. I've got more draft capital from uh, other trades that I've made. I'm loaded. I think, I don't know what it is, five picks in the top 50. Mm -hmm. The bar there is so low. If you win seven games, you're a hero after what they've been over the last decade. I'm getting Trevor Lawrence uh, with my pick. And, you know, I I get to pick my own GM. So we're going to be tied at the hip. We're going to build a good culture. We're going to know that if we, one of us wins, we both wins. If one of us uh, fails, we both fail. Have you considered the hospitals? <laughs> I think Florida, yeah, Florida has five hospitals. <laughs> Lottie, uh, they're, they're too spread out in Jacksonville. Uh, okay. Those I mean, ones. I, I, are, I think that's um, the most underrated I understand how, in I understand how, how I love I, Florida. Like, yeah, but, no, I understand I how, the, how that came off. And, and, and I, I think I it was get fine. that. It no, was totally but, fine. It's but, easy. The hospitals no, was, was funny. funny. It's easy no, to make so fun is, of it. no, so you know how how like Jeffrey has those Jaquiz Rogers ex- examples. Um, well, the, well, well, there have been a few coaches in the past who 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 have kids um, who require uh, certain medical care and they need to be near very good children's hospitals, right? And, and and that's been described as like an asset for a particular job. I don't know if that was fresh on his mind, but. You know, if 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 you are a father to a kid who who's in you know who uh, who needs to be at a children's hospital, sure. Philadelphia has outstanding children's hospitals. So uh, that might have been an example that was just like like randomly on on Doug's mind, but I know for a fact that has that has come up in a very particular case. Okay. Uh, now the rest of these, I think they are legitimate conversations. I think they are toss ups. Would you rather have the Eagles' job, or would you rather have the New York Jets job, go work for Joe Douglas, and you've got the number two overall pick. Uh, I think I would rather have the New York Jets job. Uh, again, that is a very low bar. If you make the playoffs with the Jets like a year or two, I mean, you're like automatically the you know the best head coach of like the last 30 years there. And there, it's a, it's a tear-it-down rebuild. There's not a pressure to win in 2021. I don't know if Joe Douglas is a great GM. What I have heard about Joe Douglas is that he is a good person to work with slash work mm-hmm. for. I, w- w- would you agree with that? Sort of the people skills, that's considered yes. a strength, correct? Zach? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so, yes, absolutely. so he seems like he would be a good person to uh, work with. I'm getting, you know, we, we have options with the number two pick. Uh, I would rather have the Jets shop. All, although the ownership there, mm, yeah. Ownership bad and a much inferior podcast that covers the Jets <laughs> yeah, as opposed to true. the Eagles. <laughs> well, you know, actually, I'm actually going to potentially ask uh, one of you to join my Jets podcast tomorrow and mm. discuss Doug I'm Peterson because – there's a lot of talk about uh, him going. I'm happy to do it and just heal it up and say, I can't believe I'm wasting my time on this jabroni podcast. <laughs> I'm happy, I'm to, happy well, to do it, but I don't think I provide the entertainment over. value of both. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. yeah. no, that uh, one's okay. a toss up because I don't know. Their owner does suck. I think the rest of these are right. sort of toss ups. Okay, what else? Now, one of them shouldn't be a toss up because they have an outstanding quarterback, and that is the Houston Texans. But what they don't have is draft pick equity. And what they also have is one of the most bizarre front office setups going today with uh, the Reverend. Yeah, no, Jackie I don't think that's a toss up. I think the Eagles are, are a better. I mean, I don't, I cannot, that would be, aside from Washington, that would be the worst. And that's just, this is even with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, because Deshaun Watson hates them and he doesn't, he, who knows what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. 
I mean, really. I mean, if you divorced Deshaun Watson, if we really think that he's going to get traded and he's that unhappy, then yeah, this is the worst job. Even if he's there. That might be a Doug Peterson destination. Maybe. Yeah, no, I would not want to go there. Okay, two left. You've got the Atlanta Falcons. Arthur Blank, Mm -hmm. who has been patient with head coaches before. Uh, They haven't hired a general manager yet. Um, Not a great roster, but I think they do have some salary cap flexibility. And... You know, you get to play in the dirty, dirty. I do like the ATL. Yeah, I do. I do mm. like. Yeah, the... but their facility is like forty-five minutes away. Mm. That's, oh, that's and I can, I've been to that facility. Mm. It is a hike. Although I think yes. they're moving. I think they are moving the facility closer to Atlanta. Oh, really? They're moving from Flower think, Branch. Okay. Yes, I believe because, that's, because right. that's the thing. Like, like where you live, and that's a yeah, that's uh, a hike. From, uh, yeah. a, a brown a brown guy in the Georgia woods might not be my first. Mm. Uh, you know, my, my first preference there. So I would need a little clarification on where the practice facility. And I want to be in the oldest. city. I want to be in the city yeah. of Atlanta. I don't want to go uh, anywhere else. With all due respect, I'm sure they have fine suburbs. And there. of course, a very annoying fan base who doesn't understand how to take a joke on Twitter. Well, they've got a friend, you know, for great young wide receiver. I won't say young. A great, I wouldn't say young. Uh, they've got a great <laughs> wide receiver young. in Calvin Ridley, who I could just, yeah. you know. An aging receiver who's never had a winning season. I could just give him all Can't the dirt on guy. you and uh we could just rip you together that that you know that would have some appeal to it yeah i mean the uh, you do have the only receiver in the league who's told bo wolf f you on twitter all right well that there you go <laughs> I'll, sudden, I'll take atlanta <laughs> all of a sudden a very attractive job all right. uh last one seven come on wrap it up last one the detroit lions who uh, have a decision with matt stafford another very bad roster um but I mean, getting to follow Matt Patricia, you know, talk about talk about low low standards for what you can do to exceed in that job. Yeah, I think that that's another one that's sort of like the the Jets or the Jaguars, where the bar is very low. You know, if you're making the playoffs a couple times, that's going to be good. You've got an asset in Matthew Stafford. You can keep him. You can trade him. Uh, there's no GM in place, so. Uh, reluctantly, it's tough for me to say, but I don't know. I might I might view that as a better option than the Eagles. I think there is something to be said for the stuff that Lurie was talking about in terms of facilities, uh, commitment from the ownership uh, to, to do things that it will take to win. I think those those things are true. But I think what he doesn't recognize is the the Roseman variable. You know, who wants to come in right now and work with a guy who, by all accounts, has interfered and um, been meddlesome in coaching decisions each of the last two times he's had a, a coach and and both both relationships have gone sour fair question he mentioned the practice yeah. facilities uh, i know zach yeah he- well i was gonna I, w- I was about to say yeah. the facilities thing with the eagles is very overstated by yeah the way, because it was it was a big thing like back when they built the novacare complex which i believe was 2001 it was 2001 2000 yeah it was the year before the link opened right um and they've made some renovations to it, but I I, I can tell you Chip Kelly was <laughs> that's was when not you knew it was over for him. <laughs> Chip <laughs> Chip uh, Chip was coming from Oregon, which their facilities are are palatial. Their indoor facility is amazing, and he walks into the Eagles indoor facility. It's not even a hundred yards, <laughs> and it's like yeah. So when it rains and snows, you have to practice in a sixty yard field, or like or I'm sorry, an eighty yard field where they can't punt the ball. Uh, but uh, no, I I think what has what has merit is I think it's is sixty, sixty, and then the end zones, sixty, and then yeah. the end zones, so eighty yeah. if if you, but yeah, sixty yard field, um, and then uh, 
But Jeffrey Lurie uh, does have a, a, a reputation for being a supportive owner who pays his coaches well, right? Like like they've they've yeah, traditionally, nice. yeah, that that certainly should matter, right? And uh, uh, now as as far as the um, as far as the the uh, success that they've had, a lot of it was Andy Reid, right? But they did a good job finding Andy Reid. Although I will say, every coach that that Jeffrey Lurie has fired has gotten hired as a head coach in the same cycle, which is a rare thing to achieve. Hmm. Um, but if 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 you think about it, Chip Kelly, Jeffrey Lurie, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Chip Kelly, Andy Reid, Ray Rhodes, and Rich Kotite all got jobs in the same cycle. Oh, now he inherited Rich Kotite, but the three co- the coaches that he's hired um, were were all thought of well enough around the league. That they were unemployed for a matter of weeks or days. I guess that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Robin in the chat wants to know if Zach, if you can rank the 32 NFL cities by hospitals. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I I say this earnestly. I hope that mm, it never comes to, to a our point. sponsor. <laughs> I, I hope it never comes to a point where I know the answer to that. Right? Like uh, that's a very yeah, so, uh, I, yeah, but I I I could not fortunately. Uh, but I like I said that that if there are people who who their their life depends on being around a certain hospital, and and so if if you're That's uprooting your true. family, then you then you need to know that. Now it's I, Green I, Bay I, I don't number know. one in everybody else's plan for second. <laughs> I don't know if if that's why a coach would would come to your team. Like I, I don't know if I well, would a box to put check. that yeah. in my sales pitch. But can yeah. can I tell you what was actually the funniest moment of this press conference? Sure. What's that? It, it was when uh, Jeffrey Lurie basically said, you know. He tries to look beyond wins and losses and always wants to make sure that he's you know, holding everyone accountable and looking at what's actually happening. And he goes, after the Super Bowl, I went, <laughs> he goes, after the Super Bowl, I went up to Jim Schwartz and told him the defense played horrible. Oh, yes, yes, exactly. I was like, what? Yeah, Jim must have loved that, right? And, yeah, uh, that was a good. You imagine Jim's reaction. And, uh, God, I wish that was in the book. Well, Les Bowen asked the question, and after <laughs> Jeffrey Lurie said that, Les tried to get in. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he's, he's like, that. I'm sure Jim appreciated that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they had like the number four ranked defense that yes. year. The yes. defense is like carrying them in in the beginning of the playoffs. They win the Super Bowl. Jim Schwartz is like popping champagne. He goes in for the hug to Jeffrey, and Jeffrey's like, "You guys suck." He had the cigar in his mouth. Yeah, that was amazing. Uh, that 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 was, that was a very underrated. One. Yeah, you're right. All right. All right. Do you want to quickly go through candidates, or, or I mean, are, I don't. Uh, I voiced my. You, you didn't get Zach's uh, vote there, so it comes down to Zach. Zach, you're the deciding vote. If we don't do the candidate draft tonight, that means we have to do a podcast tomorrow. No, well, that is tomorrow. not. That's I mean, not true. This that search is not, is not true. Gonna because then the, re- the interview we're going to get reports. Well, how many people out. do you think they're going to interview tomorrow? Well, reports they plan to interview so and so. I want to get out ahead of it. I so want to know who they're hiring. So I'm, they're well, going to interview you know twenty Jeffrey people. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to get in my soapbox here, okay? Um, this, which still you won't better be ripping bow right here. Mm. No, but uh, and and we we mentioned this in the pod a few weeks ago that that like you you shouldn't hire a coach based on the resume and 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 based on it. Like so much of it is is the in person interaction. It, it 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 wouldn't be like it would be hypocritical for me to say they should hire person X. I'm not saying who you think they should hire. I would think oh, who, I who think you think they will hire. hire. This gotcha. is all right, but that's should. a different game. I'd be more interested in that game. 
But yeah, um, I, want, I want to know how well you think. It's like, it's like the roster prediction. How well do you know how they think? Yeah, but but we don't need to do it tonight, right? Yeah, I mean, happy to do it. Right. Oh, happy, I think okay. we do. All right, Bo's in charge. He's the host. I know, really. Has Bo, have you ever been like the boss of anybody? <laughs> I feel like I am very forgiving when, for pushback to suggestions. But this one, I feel like we need to get out ahead of it before before they have. I mean, really, Marissa, you should see interviews. this text thread. He just he just says what we're doing. Like Zach and yeah, I don't exist. He's just be prepared. Like it's his show, you know. And this is like you're you not the up. boss. If you were ready. actually the boss, I mean, really, what would you be like? That would be a nightmare. All right, let's let's yeah, go. I'm not prepared. L- let's go. Say you don't whine. Go ahead. All right. Well, all right. We'll do. Uh, we'll do four. I mean, God so I'll go forbid. First. Oh, you want me to go forty-eight first? hours? They will have already hired. Their I mean, I, I did not prepare for this. Yeah, yeah me but this neither. Is a, this is like every one of our games well, where I'm Zach, not prepared. I mean, for it. you should be prepared. We went yes. through and wrote wrote up fifty-two candidates. Yeah. Which you yeah, can we read split on it. You and I. But yeah, no, I I I know the names. Yes. So Shields, the one that had information. I think we should quiz Zach and see if he knows every single one that you wrote on. That'd be good. I do know that. All right, Marissa, why don't you decide the order? Who goes first? Marissa's yeah. like, just end this freaking podcast so I can get some sleep. <laughs> okay, oh, um, you think Marissa's tired? What, 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 what could Marissa possibly be tired from? In the from? chat, they're all, everybody's saying, like, Marissa has said, <laughs> Marissa over with. <laughs> I'm enjoying all of this. I'm enjoying all of this. Yeah. She um, had the Browns pod late last night. Yes. Okay, Should let's go. Should we talk go, about it? Like... <laughs> let's go um, Bo first. Okay. Um, Zach second, Shield third. Snake. Okay. That's I'm just like go, our uh, wow. playoff draft. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go Brian Dable, number one. I don't think it's the best hire. What? The number one pick of who they're going to hire? You think is Brian Dable? I don't think it's not what they wow. should. But I think, I think, okay. I thought the, the mention of Deuce today was a little bit too box checky. Yeah, um, we should. I think we should say what he said. Yeah, when 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 well, let's when, gets say it, to when do, we get when, to yeah. him. So I um, thought that would be the first pick. Uh, I thought it was a little too box checky, and uh, you know the thing that Jeffrey Lurie said about the best path to success in the NFL is having you know an elite offense. I think they're going to look for an offensive play caller, even though that's not necessarily the best way to go about that. And Brian Dable is a Bob Lamont client, so that's why I go him number one. Uh, I will go Lincoln Riley, number two. I, I don't know if they'll get him, but uh, I know Spicy. that's I know that that's would someone, be the juice. That's, that's someone the who that would who, bring the uh, juice. who Howie is is said to have a good relationship with. Um, him that's and, and, and Lincoln Riley well. and uh, <laughs> uh, Lincoln. You know, I I I know we can fall for the. Uh, you know, they, they, they went, that after. is true though. Wasn't that said about him and chip Kelly back <laughs> in the, of, you know, before yeah. they worked was, together? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I think that was overstated even then. Um, but, uh, okay. but, uh, I, I know there's that comparison to chip Kelly going for the hot college offense guy who, uh, who has not spent a day in the NFL. My understanding is their personalities are considerably different. Uh, their age is obviously different. Um, and, if uh, if Lincoln Riley likes Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts is on the roster already. So, but I would say Lincoln Riley uh, would would be the name I'd, I'd throw out there. I mean, I would say Jalen Hurts should have no. I agree. I, I know. I'm, I'm not yeah. saying you're saying this. Yeah, no. But I I would say generally yes. speaking, like Jalen Hurts should have no impact on who you're. Oh no, I don't think they would hire him because of Hurts. Yeah. I I think maybe Riley, right. if Riley liked Hurts, he he might look at that depth chart and like not think the same thing that Chip might have thought in 2013. I feel like I'm getting a steal here. 
oh. with my this snakes to me. Yeah, I don't think the deuce thing was. I don't think lip so service. I mean, they, look 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 at all the things we've yeah. put out there. Uh, you know, they need somebody who's going to be okay working with yeah. Howie Roseman. What do they like the most about Doug Peterson? Is that he's open to the analytics. He he doesn't he doesn't need to have a say in personnel. He's open to suggestions for how to fill out your coaching staff. Like the same way that. Jeffrey Lurie might like Howie Roseman because Howie Roseman values his input is the same way they might want a coach who is not going to uh, shoo them away and say, I've got this under control and throw me out of the building. And given their cap space, given the things they like about Doug, the emotional intelligence, the leadership, the, the locker room, all those different types of things. I very, I think Deuce Staley is the favorite Interesting. to be the the Eagles. Uh, Certainly has the leader coach. of men. I mean, uh, box checked, you know. They, I, I, Malcolm I, Jenkins. Yeah. Is I mean, I don't know if you, This is what yeah. Jeffrey said because now the transcript I, is out. Uh, I would expect okay. Deuce Staley to be a candidate. He's a great representative of the Eagles and knows our values. I would expect him to be part of the search as well, which is interesting. But great question uh, because then this is about hiring a minority because I've never hesitated in this area. Obviously, I've hired an African-American as a head coach and proud of it because he was the right man for the job at the time. There's plenty of possible candidates in this area. I mean, so I, let's not I, I'm going to push back here. Hiring, hiring, yeah, let's that, not, all right, so, 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 so that was 1995. So that was 1995. Right, right. Marissa wasn't born the last time. Marissa wasn't born the last time. I was born in 94. <laughs> and, and since then, do you know how many? So, so Ray Rhodes was, was fired in the 1998 season. Okay, um, or, or I'm sorry, after the 1998 season. Since then, and uh, do you know how how many coordinators they have had, full time coordinators, uh, who are uh, minority candidates? Uh, uh, I'm it, sorry, who are, who are, it, who are minority just coordinators? Interim Todd Bowles. Well, the and and Juan Castillo. Okay. Right. Um, and that's wow. it. That's it. That's During it? that time, that is oh it. Oh my god, that's uh, yeah, terrible. And and, and wow. by the way, in their last coaching search. Now maybe there were, uh, uh, perhaps they had interviews that were quiet, but they interviewed Deuce Staley on the Saturday before the se- before the season finale, right? They fired Chip on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and then they interviewed Deuce, who was in the building on a Saturday, and that was the only uh, publicly known minority mm-hmm. candidate that they interviewed. So. Uh, wow! I don't want to say it's it's disrespectful to Deuce, uh, to to him as a as a, as a coach and as a leader to say he was like the Rooney Rule candidate then, you know. But uh, because he was worthy of, of, of being interviewed on his own merit, right. but they did not uh, like for Jeffrey saying it's something he's always been out in front of. At least in 2016, that was not something they were out in front of. And in 2013, I believe the only person they interviewed was the Falcons special teams coordinator. Uh, Keith Armstrong. Yeah, no, I, I believe they interviewed uh, Lovey Smith as well. Mm. Um, oh, and, and I think they maybe they had a dalliance with Ke- with, with Kevin, uh, Sumlin. Kevin Sumlin. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I can say one candidate uh, when you're talking about minority candidates who I, I, I know is held in very high esteem uh, around the league and, and perhaps in, in Philadelphia is David Shaw. But he is he's shown no interest thus far in leaving in leaving his alma mater. My sister just texted me. Oh my god, okay. I can't believe Marissa is the same age as us. She's a twin. She seems she seems much more mature. <laughs> no, mm. you should see how messy much more and mature all than over Bo. the place my that. apartment is right now. So. 
I don't know about that. All right. So I, I I think I hit the jackpot here. I mean, I'm going to go with Deuce and then on the snake. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's that it's the, the obvious one, but uh, the guy who gets thrown out there by all the media, but it feels like it should be for Sex good boy. reason. And I know they... They would just be going back. They would just be mm. going back to the Ooh, same Eric, tree. But uh, I'll okay. go with Eric oh. Bieniemy. That's a good snake right there, right? You got you got the top mm. offensive coordinator and the top internal candidate. I That's, would have no. I would, I would you know sign me up. It seems insane to me that he's not a head coach already. So. The three four pick is 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 a good is a good slot there. Mm. Um, yeah. How many rounds four, are four we rounds. doing this nonsense? By the way, I want all right. To then I'm up here. Rounds. What and and okay. I will go. I guess I, I got to go Arthur Smith, right? Arthur, like, boy. I, yeah. A man who was born on third base and thought he invented play action. I don't think he thinks he invented play action. I just think he's someone who's worked hard to put himself in a position that teams are interested in him as a head coach. Oh, man, that would be a fun. Uh, like I was talking about the Doug introductory <laughs> press conference. That would be a fun one. What the hell happened to you guys in that playoff game mm. against the Ravens? You know, you couldn't do anything, but anyway. Um, okay, I will go with... Um, uh, first, I'm going to go with Byron Leftwich. And... What, do you want a pat on the back for that or something? You're no, waiting I'm for like a dramatic to... <laughs> reaction? Okay. Uh, I think he gets a, he's got a little juice. Uh, you know, I don't love the Brady connection, but you know, what are you, what are you going to do about that? Uh, what do you mean the just, Brady connection? Just, the guy who's been an offensive. Co- what do you want him to do? Quit the team just, because they signed. Let him get a shot in. Um. I I I had an uh, a, an odd encounter with uh, Byron Leftwich with Byron Leftwich one time. Oh, and, let's hear uh, it. Give um, it to me. I, I actually I probably shouldn't have brought that up because we are being recorded. It was. You, you see, the the, the the problem with this podcast sometimes is we forget that that like mm. we have a microphone in front of us. Um, but well, you gotta uh, tell us. I was I was covering the uh, I was I was doing a, a week in Pittsburgh. I was at I was at the Star Ledger at the time, and the Jets were playing the Steelers in, in the uh, AFC Championship game. And I the so the divisional round. I they played the Patriots. I was in New England. Then the next week I was in Pittsburgh, and I walked into the locker room and and. He said it in like a uh, joking way, but he he said you need to be this tall in order to come in here. <laughs> um, it was a oh, it was a joke. Left It was a joke. Oh, get but, him um, out of here! Listen, no, 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 no. It was people are always. No, it was watching. just a joke. I, I shouldn't have brought that up on the podcast. It was it was like I was interviewing wow. him about something. You're always on the record, Byron. That's. Something no, I, in Philadelphia. it was, it was, it, it wasn't anything I was like offended by. It was, uh, but it was like, I, I had like a witty comeback in my mind that I didn't want to mm. say because I didn't want to be like the guy firing back. Which was so. what your, your, uh, your release has to be, you know, just quick enough to follow this question. No, it was such a long release. No, it wasn't that it was, it was something else, but, um, some about the drama. Oh, you know, no, like no. Left, well, which more not like all of us right have rich. to fake an injury. And <laughs> no, uh, yeah. but uh, he's he's a very good <laughs> offensive coordinator. I, I, I've heard great things about him. And he was very respected as a backup quarterback in Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, and then I will go with uh, who I think would be a, would be a troubling hire, um, a bad hire. But if you are of the opinion that Jeffrey Lurie is chasing the next shiny offensive object, I'm going to go Joe Brady. Okay. Um, I will go, uh, I'll go with the second, 
uh, a second chance candidate here, the other side of the ball Ooh, for Byron Zachy, Leftwich. Give me one more chance. And I will go with Todd Bowles. Um, Todd Bowles is, is uh, Todd I, Bowles from he's last someone year. who who when you talk about you know can perhaps get along with Howie. I, I know he's well regarded in the building. Uh, Joe Banner, who is who's who's someone who uh, Laurie and Howie often think similar to, has often talked up Todd Bowles. Uh, he had one winning season in four years with the Jets, but he also had a bad roster and and, uh, and a bad quarterback situation. Um, and in that case, checks off the leadership box when Shiel, when when Jeffrey was answering Shields question today. And he really emphasized leadership, uh, checks off that leadership box and said there's different ways to skin a cat in terms of offensive minds. Maybe you have an offensive coordinator that you really like who you can package with Todd Bulls. Okay. For the final pick here, I mean Joe Brady would really surprise me, Bo. What is he? He's thirty years 31. old. Is that? Yeah, I would I don't want it, but thirty one years old. That, I, I mean, think it's a bad I think I that'd be know. a bad hire. You have two you have I two feel picks, like but. Oh, I think Lincoln Riley is the shiny new toy uh, category. You know, that yeah. that's the guy who would be, yeah, like whoever mentioned closest to trying to find like, you know, their, their process for Chip Kelly, but uh, maybe has the intangibles that you're looking for. Oh, I have two picks here. Okay. I was only uh, ready for one of them. All right. I will go with Ryan Day. How about that? If ooh, you're going ooh. in the, uh, I'm not telling you who I'm going to hire. That's a good, okay? that's Just a good Joe Brady. for that. So no, I'm not. I wasn't. Uh, yeah, I, I would be more surprised. I would be. I think Ryan Day is more likely the head coach than Joe. You think Brady. it's more likely they hire Chip Kelly's underling than Joe Brady? Yeah, he's been in the building. They might have liked him at the time. I think they did. They have more familiarity. You think with Ryan him. Day is they going did, to leave? Zach says, Listen. You think Ryan Day is going to leave a cushy, cushy job to work with the guy who stabbed mm. his mentor in the back? So to. Mentor. I mean, that seems no. That's strong. that's from not the a, same. They're from the same hometown and went to same, the same high same school. Same hotel, same high school. Like gave him his Ryan Day played the door. for Chip in college. Yeah, Please, he knows Chip's a little off. He, Chip gave Ryan Day his his first yeah, I mean, uh, his, his first NFL job. Just you just want to you just want to call me on everything I say. And this one time, Zach was here to back me up. <laughs> yeah, Zach, can you mute Zach? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, and Ryan Day's a good sport. He uh, he had the displeasure one time, like of, Ryan Minute, of his his first his first month with the team. All right, like uh, a month after he was hired, he's flying to the combine, and he's 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 on like the 10 a.m. flight to Indianapolis, and he's he he gets there a little early. He's sitting at the gate, and it just so happens that there's a beat writer who's at the gate too, who views this as like. The opportunity to go up and uh, and introduce himself to uh, Ryan Day and and he was uh, he was as nice as could be about it. You know how like you want airport interactions sometimes to be just a quick hello and move on. Mm. Yeah, this reporter was like talking about Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, you know, you know, name dropping his high school. Coach. Wait, are you this reporter? Yes, yes, I'm uh, this reporter. Oh, okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah. But then I, I like wasn't sure. Yeah, as you were, I, I, like then you started making fun yeah. of yeah, the reporter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, no, I'm making fun of myself <laughs> here. I'm, I'm, I'm making fun of myself. I feel was, like you look a little bit like Ryan Day. I, yeah, I could see I that. Could oh, yeah, okay. he could be part of the Berman. Yeah. Um, yeah, he could hop on a Zoom. So, yeah. but, uh, I think he's a little I, busy right now, but. Um, he is, he you is. Is there a score in that game yet? Uh, there's about to be. Okay. Um, actually, okay. no, there might be right. a score. Okay. Yep. All right. Tut- tutties. <laughs> okay. 
So she won. All right. Day. So can I? So so can I take? Can I not do Ryan? Day now <laughs> after that? No, I'll, I'll say this after too. That, Joe Banner you, said last year. Joe Banner said on a podcast last year. I'm I'm sorry. I I, I don't have the podcast name offhand. But I remember listening to it. That the two coaches, Birds with the friends. two coaches he would identify if 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 he was hiring a coach, the two coaches he would call are Matt Rule and Ryan Day. Somebody All just right. uh, I'll stay- comment. Uh, Ryan Day is the Pat Shermer of Chip Kelly's. That is pretty good. Okay. All right. I'll stick with Ryan Day. I will say Ryan Day and Marissa, you, you want to chime in here with my uh, last pick? No, you you just want us to end. All right. Let's see. I will go with, uh, all right, let, let's go with the David Shaw. You know, maybe okay. they do it. No one said, you just mentioned him, yeah. right? Maybe maybe they could get a, a David Shaw, but, uh, you know, get one of these uh play callers that they like from the interview process last year, something like that. I don't know. Uh, that's why I go. Yeah. With. That's, that's a, okay. that's a good one. That's, that's, that's an interesting one. Um, here, I'm trying to think of one off the I'm trying to think of like committing to the rebuild. Like, uh, like, a, like a Gary, year? like I think they'd love to hire like Gary Kubiak, but that's like a, let's go win next year type of type of hire. Well, that, I mean, you actually, jokes aside, you probably need the good hospitals for, I mean, he's had all kinds of health issues. <laughs> it's true. So maybe that's who he was talking to. Ah, uh, let's see here. I mean, that was like a decade ago that Gary Kubiak, like, remember? Well, he just stepped down again. The yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. But remember, he, this, all right. All right. Let's there's go. one guy who's Sorry, been, I thought I was there's the one guy who's been place. hired who we have not mentioned, and I will not draft, but I'm surprised that Zach is not going to hop on him here. Who we've we've talked about no we haven't talked about him but he's been mentioned already as a potential oh i'm i don't think they're hiring him you're talking about mike kafka they're yeah. not hiring mike kafka <laughs> i oh i don't want to say that <laughs> wow. i don't want to say that I, I i'd be surprised if, if can they you hired mike imagine kafka. it's like like the nesting doll of doug peterson's they just take the next guy and then they're gonna after that they're gonna hire clayton thorson yeah that that would it's like what the hell guys <laughs> or i or, or maybe they do hire my staff guy i don't know that to be the case or not. um i'm trying to think of like who who was like andy reed back then and I, I i don't know the answer to that uh i guess i'll go with greg roman i i don't think they're gonna hire greg roman mm. but um you know maybe the the creative offensive mind atlantic city guy you know, he would like to be in the area, I imagine. So he was an Eagles fan. Exactly. So he was sitting in the seven hundred level. Exactly. When he was so up. you can sell that. He, he yeah. Yeah, you can sell that. I would be surprised. I would too. I don't think they're hiring Greg Roman. But but Okay. Um, I guess I will go with Jim Caldwell. Really? You're embracing a rebuild and you're hiring a what was he, sixty something years old? I don't love it. Who am I going to go with? Five years Matt, old. Who else am I going to take? Matt Campbell or like yeah, I mean, yeah. a defensive guy, Marvin Lewis? No, I'll uh, go you with know. your boy I'd, Pep I'd Hamilton. Love hire, I'd love to hire Dave Tobe, but yeah, uh, go with your boy Pep Hamilton. Both yeah, thought he discovered Pep Hamilton happen. today. By the way, Shiel. <laughs> oh, oh, like give me more on this, please. <laughs> so, so we had a list of of like fifty candidates, all right, and we split them up, and I did it. And uh, and I had the Pep Hamilton write up, and I I think I put Pep Hamilton on the list, and I did the write up, and then uh, and then Bo comes in, he's like, I added a few more, and, and he had he added Pep Hamilton to the list. 
<laughs> I'm like, you know, we got Ted Hamilton twice. Yeah, I, know, I didn't read all the way through. And Zach sends a very, like, very nice, but uh, also, like, what are you doing text? Like, uh, just so you know, we all, we already had Pepe. Yes. In there. <laughs> but no, I, I joke. Sorry, buddy. Bo, but no, no, Bo's description was much more overstated than me. So. Uh, yeah, no. all right. I don't know. I don't, maybe I'll take Matt Campbell instead. Um, okay. Wait, what's your pick? Stop oh, trying to make the cheat and say it both of them. I can't. Yeah. I can't go back on. I announced the pick. Touch move. All right. All right. Uh, I know that we want to leave, Marissa. Do you want? Are we going to talk about how tired you are? Or should we? Should we save that for another time? Uh, I don't care. <laughs> Why don't we just sit? Let's, let's just it. save that for. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be back tomorrow night, same time. <laughs> No, I will. I can tell you every night till they hire a coach. No, No. Doug Peterson said. Jeffrey Lurie said they're taking their time. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Do you know I compiled a list of how many podcasts I've done since August 1st? Do you guys want to take an over under guess? Oh God, we deserve a raise. Whatever it is, we deserve a raise. Of this or all podcasts? All podcasts since August 1st. My gosh. August 1st. What's what's this? It's like 160 something days. Oh God! Uh, I would guess uh, three hundred and eighty-five. Five months, twenty weeks. Uh, I was gonna go over, that. but Marissa gave a little bit. Yeah, of a surprise. I, th- I think yeah. that was too high. Yeah, I was like, wow. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> what did Zach say? I said three eighty-five, but I I have no basis of of. I would say three ten. 309. Okay, you guys are a little above. Um, 242 podcasts and 110 wow. briefs. Oh my God, the briefs. Oh, oh God. Yes. So that also, averages, uh, to, that averages yeah. to more than 1.5 shows a day every single day. Since Some of our podcasts should count as two, though, by the way. Yeah, right, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I enjoy all of yeah, it. Yeah, now do it. So. Oh now do the and the loyal hours. listeners. Yes. The loyal listeners. Yes. So. <laughs> All right. Them. All right. Bye. Let's get out of here. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I think Sheila's going to just drive over to my house and burn it down. So, uh, no. Because then there would be a chance that we would have to like interact <laughs> even more. <laughs> so, I, I, would not, I would not do that. All right. For Sheila, <laughs> Zach, and Marissa, I'm Bo. Thanks for listening. And shout out to Josh. And as always, we love you. Friends.